Welcome to the Dream Hub podcast, all about dreaming. And today we have like the queen of dreaming, Holly Emerson. Holly is a dream oracle, meaning when she's sleeping, she has a very unique ability where she can connect with the spirit of the universe. She can go into the dream world and ask questions on behalf of her clients and receive the answers. The messages she received from spirit are helping you to know what you need to do in order to heal, shift and align your life to awaken and create the life of your desires. She's also the host of a podcast called the Dream Collective Podcast. And through this podcast, she shares tools and teachings that you can use to start consciously working with your dreams. She also has guests on who share their magic and wisdom of other self-development modalities such as human design, numerology, astrology, psychic awakenings, and more. So thanks for coming today, Holly. I'm so excited to chat to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Melissa. That was quite the intro. I don't know if I would say I'm the queen of dreams. <laughs> Very kind of you. <laughs> I think so. Ah. <laughs> so... I suppose I've heard your story, but our listeners haven't. And I'd love for you to let us know, you know, how you got into dreaming and even about your trip that you took where you discovered that you were a dream oracle. Could you let us know a bit about that? Sure. So I grew up always a dreamer. And I remember being a child asking my mom, like, what are dreams? Where do we go when we sleep? And she, she didn't really, of course, have all the answers, but she left the door open for my own discovery. And she always said, you know, when you go to sleep, you just kind of connect back in with spirit. And that was kind of it. And so I remember having dreams as a child and wanting to understand them, but I never could, and they didn't make sense. And so for the majority of my life, I had just kind of set my dreams aside and sometimes I would journal and sometimes I wouldn't. And I would try and look them up like on Google and whatnot. And they never really resonated. And so I just kind of just went on about my life. And it was back in 2017. So the trip you're referring to is when I went to Egypt. And that was in 2017. And that's when things really opened up for me. So for me, my whole life, I was just on my own spiritual path of healing and awakening. And it was never about discovering any gifts because to be honest, I, I felt like I was a muggle my whole life. I didn't know how spirit communicated with me. I didn't really know how to connect with my intuition or anything like that. And so I had just gone on this sacred site tour and retreat to Egypt. And that's when all this dreaming opened up to a new level. So I had been lucid dreaming before. And, and for those who don't know, lucid dreaming is just when you are conscious that you're dreaming and a layer of it can be controlling your dreams. So I've been doing that for years, but I started to become even more conscious in my dreams, like beyond lucid. Like I was just so aware in my dreams and I started to remember the work that I was doing with my teachers in the dream world. So I have a teacher here in this physical world who I went, who hosted that sacred site tour. She would do dream work with me, but I never would remember. And I started remembering on that trip and I would tell her about 
what we were doing and she would talk to me about it. And it was like, it was crazy. Cause I was like, okay, this is actually a thing because I didn't believe her when she said we have night school and dream world together. I was like, okay, that <laughs> sounds crazy. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it started activating and opening up and awakening when I was in Egypt and we were visiting the temple of Hatshepsut in the Valley of the Kings and Hatshepsut was the only, from what we know, was the only female pharaoh who got full pharaoh power back in the day. And she reigned for much longer than expected. And so when we were at her temple, my teacher pulled me aside and was like, hey, so the reason that Hatshepsut reigned for as long as she did was partially because she had these oracles who worked for her. And what these oracles did was they would go asleep and they were trained to go into the dream world and connect into the minds of the quote unquote enemies to extract their plans to overthrow her. And they would wake up and tell her and the powers that be at that time, what the plan was. So they were always prepared for this overtake. And I was like, wow, that is so crazy. Like, I didn't even know that was possible. And my ego mind was like, oh, I knew like I had past lives in Egypt and I really felt that. And I was like, oh, I hope that was like what I did in a past life because it just <laughs> sounded so cool. <laughs> and she never said that I did that. But um, fast forward to a few months later, I got this Akashic record reading from a woman who I'd never met, who had no idea anything about me. And she started off by saying, oh, your, your guides want you to know about this past life you had when you were an Oracle and you worked for a Pharaoh. And she literally said word for word, what my teacher had told me when I was in Egypt at Hatshepsut's temple. And my mind was literally blown. And thankfully I have this Akashic record reading as a recording. Cause I've listened to it. Cause I'm like, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe, I'm, maybe <laughs> she didn't say that, Yeah, <laughs> but she did. And I have it on recording that she said that. And so that's kind of how it started. And I started just sharing collective messages that I was receiving. And it grew from there where people started reaching out to me saying, Oh, I think I have the same gifts or I want to understand my dreams. I know that they're trying to tell me something, but I just don't know what. And so that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> that is so, so cool. Like beyond cool. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Egypt is so crazy. Wow. Okay. So when I was 18, I just, I didn't plan it. And I, you know, when you're young and dumb and you do stupid things and I, we were like, let's go get tattoos. And we didn't know what we were going to get. And I got the Egyptian eye, you know, like the eye of Ra, the eye of Horus, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I had no idea at all. And then I've like been learning about dreams and dream oracles and Egypt and how it's all linked. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think I was so meant cool. to get that. Like, <laughs> yeah, so. that's cool. I just got some chills when you said that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. I'd like, uh, yeah, only recently figured it all out and was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, when you were just telling your story just then, like, um, it just gave me goosebumps all on my arms. Um, it's okay. so funny. Cause whenever I tell the story, it sounds so cool. And then I'm just like, I'm really not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really cool because it kind of shows that there is more than just this reality and more than just this one life that you're living. Like people have heard of past lives and they've heard of like what our soul calling is, but you've got actual evidence of it and 
you know, when more than one person is agreeing on the same thing and they're totally not linked at all, it just is really proof that you are who you were in the past and that you are doing what your actual soul is meant to be doing. So you've probably been a dream oracle in every one of your past lives and it's just what you're meant to do. And I'm so glad that you discovered that in this reality because I know that when people don't know what they're meant to be doing or what their soul purpose is, they can feel so lost and confused and everything like that. And when you're on the right path, it's just like, let's go, let's do this. Like, (laughs) amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I've been told that I was an Oracle of Delphi several times in just different Oracle past lives, which is, it's interesting because, yeah, I never, I mean, it's interesting because there's things that come up with the dream work that I do now where I just know the answers to things or I'm, I realize that like the work that, and the lessons that I'm being taught in the dream world. Cause I have a lot of dream teachers who come to me when I'm sleeping and in the dream world that teach me things. And that's just crazy that, that is that, that happens. But I think it's, you know, to your point that there is this kind of soul remembrance of these past lives that it was just the right time in my life for it to kind of awaken in me. And Mm. here we are. (laughs) Mm. So let's touch on that of your, so your dream teacher would meet you in the dream world. So they'd be asleep, you'd be asleep. And then you guys would meet up in your dreams and have lessons. Is that right? So somewhat. So my teacher, her name is Brooke still. She's amazing. She's, she's like my teacher in this physical world. She's been in my teacher in past lives and we've reconnected again in this life. And she's the one who I went to Egypt with. She's the one that I still work with. And all of what I do has like her magic infused throughout everything. And so when I first started working with her, she was like, it was just for healing work that I wanted to do. Um, like traumas and healing in this lifetime, because that's her primary thing is she's a healer. And so she told me a few nights before our virtual session and a few nights after I'll work with you in the dream world, you're probably not going to remember it. And that's okay. But just know that that's what's happening. And so she, for the the majority of the time that I was working with her, we were in different time zones. So we actually don't sleep at the same time. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure you kind of are aware of this with dream space and time. It's not linear and it's not how we, how we use it as a tool in this reality. And so in the dream space, when we have night school, and it's what I do with my students as well, is it doesn't matter if we're sleeping at the same time. It's kind of a hard thing for our, our rational minds to wrap themselves around. It's like, okay, well, we should be sleeping at the same time so we could meet up. But it doesn't actually work that way because we have so many different energetic bodies and those pieces can be doing different things. And even when we're sleeping, we can kind of, for lack of better words, kind of like split off and be doing multiple things at the same time when we're in the dream world. So it's kind of like, yes, what you're saying and know what you're saying when it comes to the time piece. So Mm -hmm. we don't have to be sleeping at the same time, but yes, Mm -hmm. we are getting together in the dream world and working on different pieces in that space 
to energetically integrate to help us um, consciously move through or learn whatever it is that we're learning in this reality. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Well, it does to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does, yeah. Some other people listening might be like, what? And you've just completely blown their minds. And like, I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's great. Everybody needs to have their mind blown. And and if anyone listening is feeling a little bit skeptic, leave your skeptic at the door, <laughs> experience <laughs> it for yourself or finish listening or get to know Holly a little bit more. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. you might experience it for yourself and, and really understand that there is so much more to life and dreams than what people think. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I was a skeptic too. Like when my teacher told me that, I was like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're a wealth of knowledge and everybody wants to learn from you. Everyone in the dream space wants to learn from you because you're just literally out of this world. What are you working on at the moment? What's your new big exciting news for everybody? Yeah. So the exciting news for everybody, you were the first one to hear it is I am launching what is called Dream Alchemist Academy. And what I'm going to be doing is teaching, it's kind of like a train the trainer. It's for intuitive coaches and other dream workers out there who want to learn the ancient dream work that I do to support others and empower others to connect more consciously with their dreams, to understand their dreams, to transform their own lives. So I can only work with so many people at a time. And so I want to train others to do this work so they can support their, their, um, their clients. That is so cool. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's Academy. Yeah. Yeah. So It is kind of like an upgrade of my dream Oracle school. So I'll still be teaching, you know, obviously how to learn your personal dream language, but I'll be teaching you how to do that for other people as well and how to connect in with the moon, the lunar cycles and the planets and manifestation and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be, I'm like so excited about it. (laughs) Yeah. You're teaching the teachers and then you'll be able to spread that information way further, way faster than if you were just doing one-on-one with individuals who are just getting started. Yeah. 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 I really feel like this space is, is in need of the return of the magic. You know, there's been a lot of psychological approach to dream work, which is great and it has its place, but there's this whole other space to dreaming that has been forgotten and Mm -hmm. kind of brushed aside. And so I want to bring that back because Mm -hmm. that is truly what is powerful about dreams. And I believe that it was purposely kind of brushed aside because, you know, if there was oracles working for pharaohs and the oracles of Delphi who used to, um, you know, give guidance on when to make big decisions, when who is going to win wars, things like that, you know, it's it's a powerful thing. Mm. And I think that it was purposely kind of pushed aside. And so it's time for people to connect more deeply with their dreams once again. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And look, I feel like 
people think I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist when I talk about that sort of a thing, but I definitely agree with you. And it's, there's proof of it. Like, so in Australia, our government used to support dream therapy as a modality. And five years ago, they stopped paying or supporting practitioners in dream therapy. Um, kind of trying to sweep it under the rug to say, no, that's not a real thing when it is, it's like the most, it's fast. It's proven to give amazing results in therapy yet it's been squashed. Right. And yeah, I agree with you. There's so much power behind it. There's so much magic. And once somebody does start working with their dreams, it's like spiritual awakening is huge. The synchronicities that happen in life are massive. It is magic. It's mm -hmm. basically the definition of magic. You're bringing something from another realm into this world. And I think that mm -hmm. they can't really put figures and, and things like that on it. It's too confusing for some people and it's too powerful. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's like a whole rabbit hole we could go down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's not go there. They'll, yeah. they'll probably, um, oh, what is it on Instagram? Oh, they'll shadow ban our podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You touched on dream interpretation and you give some amazing tips on your podcast about dream interpretation. Can you explain um, how you like to interpret and analyze dreams yourself? So I very much am intuitive based when it comes to it. I always encourage people to get out of their mind and into their hearts and intuition because our dreams are not written from our mind. Our dreams are from our soul and the spirit world and the astral realm. And so to, uh, to try and logically understand it, it just doesn't make sense. It's like they're, they're completely different languages. And so I think that's the thing that we kind of all get caught up on is focusing on the symbolism of our dreams. And it's not necessarily about the symbolism, but it's more about the energy and the feelings and kind of the vibrations of the dream before the symbols. And so our dreams speak to us in the language of the soul and not our mind. So that's, that's the biggest thing is is we all can speak it, but we just, in this world, we're not necessarily used to it. So it's helpful to just drop into your intuition and connect inward. And sometimes the best time to interpret your dreams is when you're just waking up in the morning. So I'll do that a lot when I'm still kind of in that half way space of sleeping and dreaming. You know, if I've had a dream Sometimes I'll get messages like in the dream and it'll wake me up and, and that's a different type, but it's, other times I'll have a dream and I'll start to wake up and I'll be like, what was that all about? And then I just like ask my guides and I ask my intuition and nine times out of 10, it does come into my intuitive mind as to what it is. And then everything in the dream makes sense, but it doesn't make sense in a logical, rational way. <laughs> mm, definitely. Yeah. When we try to drill down too much on the symbols and, you know, specifically what you think it might mean, or when you have like this desperate need to know, and you try to look at it really logically, you're never going to get there. It needs to be, yeah, like you said, 
from your heart, from your soul, what you feel it means and looking at like the overall emotions and feelings of of what you think it could mean and what you feel Mm -hmm. it does mean. Like nobody can just tell you, read your dream written down and then tell you what it means. You're the only person that really knows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can you discuss any particularly memorable or meaningful dream interpretations or dream messages that you've done for clients? Yeah, there's been a bunch. I'm trying to think of which one. When I do dream oracle readings, I I kind of stop doing dream oracle readings and I like to just dream for people for extended periods of time now. But when I was doing readings, people would ask a question and I would go to sleep and, and dream for them and find out what the answer is. I always prefer to dream for people that I don't know. I I, I like to know as little as possible about that person. And so it was interesting, the things that I would, I would get for people. There was one woman who she had, I can't remember the exact details because this was a few years ago now, but she had trouble with her son. Like her son was acting out and her son was, um, not listening and being mean to her. And she wanted to know how she could have a better relationship with him. And so in the dream world, I uncovered that it really was, I didn't know that she had a partner, but she had a partner and this partner was abusive to her and was not respectful. And so basically her son was learning from this, this male figure, how to treat her because she would allow the partner to do that. And so that's, that's kind of what that was. And so that was, that was interesting because I had no idea (laughs) what was happening there. Um, another one was I recently dreamt for somebody for an extended period of time and we were working through different and, and just understanding different physical things that were coming up in her body and why they were coming up in her body. And that was interesting because we were shown, we were taken into her past lives and how her past lives were connecting in with this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And what was really cool was, and I don't know if this would happen for, I don't think this would happen for all clients, but this, this particular client, she was a dreamer as well, or is a dreamer. And so we would actually be dreaming the same dreams in like the dream world, but we would be dreaming different aspects of it. So that was really cool because we would talk about, oh, this is like what was going on and she would share this part and then I would share the other part. And so when I'm dreaming for people for an extended period of time, it's very organic. And if they're dreamers, then we can talk about their dreams and my dreams and the messages and what we're doing together and separately in the dream world. And then for people who aren't dreamers, they don't, they don't need to do that. And then I just dream for them, but it was just interesting that that came up with her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Again, going back to past lives, I think that they affect people so much more than we realize. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. How do you differentiate between a dream that has deep personal meaning and one that's simply a reflection of daily stresses or experiences? Mm. So the biggest thing with that I have found is just learning to discern your own dreaming style. So the more and more you work with dreams, you start to realize the different types of dreams that you have and how each type of dream feels different. 
And, and sometimes, so what, that's like step one. It's like, okay, there's the brain dumping dreams and knowing that it's a brain dumping dream. And then starting to realize that there's dreams that have messages or healing dreams, or you're connecting with teachers or all the different types of dreams. And so learning to discern between those is helpful. Um, but then once you get good at that, what I've started realizing is they can all be happening simultaneously. Mm. And so you can have a brain dumping dream, which still has lots of messages in it can also still heal. And there could also be a teacher coming in and helping you out as well. Yeah, that makes sense. There's multiple layers to it. When I say it makes sense, it's because I've experienced it now that you say it. Some big, powerful dreams that I've had that have huge messages will also have little tiny aspects of things that have happened during my day-to-day life. Like it might Mm -hmm. have like a random character that my kid watches on TV will just pop up randomly. And it's sort of like, okay, well, we just don't need to pay attention to that little bit, um, but just continue going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I know that you're really into astrology. Can I ask how does the moon affect our dreaming and how do the planets affect our dreaming? Yeah. So that's a big question. So first off, I'm not an astrologist. Mm -hmm. I want to be clear on that because there's so much that I don't know about astrology, but I do work with the moon and the planets. So how do I explain this? So you can kind of look at the moon almost as a portal through to our dreams. So when, and we do this unconsciously, everybody does this, but they just don't know. And it is about learning how to work with the lunar cycles consciously. And by doing that, you can understand your dreams in a deeper way and navigate the dream world in a deeper way. And it's the same with the planets, but it still all goes through the moon. So you almost have to look at like, we kind of like connect in with the moon and then we can go beyond there. Mm-hmm. I know it's kind of vague. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain. Um, but it's, it's, it's hard to explain in a short amount of time because yeah that's a lot of what is in what I teach. And that takes months and months of teaching. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. People can listen to your podcast to get more information. Basically, I listened to a podcast episode of yours about this. And then I started kind of tracking what my dreams were like around, like looking at the different phases of the moon, like, is it a full moon? Mm -hmm. Is it a new moon? Those sort of things. And then seeing when I would have my strongest dreams. And something that I also noticed is, so with my daughter, she's only three, but of course she's learning about her dreams. And so I've got her own dream journal. She doesn't dream as regularly as I do, um, but I've noticed a pattern. And I've noticed that around a full moon is when she has most of her dreams. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's, um, it's very important to track your dreams. And I do, um, say to track during like the lunar cycle, as well as like what sign the moon is in, because we all dream differently. So like you're noticing your daughter has bigger dreams around the full moon. Do you know what her moon sign is? No. 
Okay. That would be interesting to find out. And even for yourself, understanding what your moon sign is and seeing kind of what patterns come up for you. So for example, I was born on a new moon and my moon is in Aquarius. And so it goes in fate. It goes in, in themes for me over certain period of like cycles. So for a while there, when it was like a new moon in Aquarius, I would go really deep into the dream world. And I would often have teaching dreams. Mm-hmm. And that's generally the theme that happens for me when it's a new moon in Aquarius. Um, and then, you know, I've noticed a shift where that was happening for like a good year or two. And then, and then I would get a period when it was new moon in Aquarius or just moon in Aquarius. And I would have, um, lots of messages come through. I was like, okay, this is like when I really am like really connecting in with my guides. So it just, it just really depends. Like it's different. Yeah. You can start noticing like subtle differences. Like some people, you know, maybe, and even with your, um, your moon cycle, your own personal moon cycle, tracking your dreams with that. Like some people I've heard that when they ovulate, they have a certain type of dream. Mm. Mm-hmm. you know, so getting, you can get really granular. If you I've, <laughs> I've had an ovulation dream. It was so funny. I'll share it just because it's interesting. <laughs> sure. <laughs> there was like, um, a swimming, a big, like Olympic swimming pool. And there was this female coach and she was throwing these pink round balls into the swimming pool. And I'm, I hate swimming. I hate getting my hair wet. I'm a real, like, I'm a cat. I'm a Leo. I don't like it. But in the dream, I had to dive into the Olympic swimming pool and grab the pink ball. Uh, and yeah, it was interesting because I ovulated. So <laughs> that was uh, it. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what are your top tips on how someone could get a deeper connection with their dreams and intuition? So first tip is have a dream journal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, um, you know, you kind of have to, set the intention that that's what you want to do. Have a dialogue with your guide saying like, this is my intention. I want to start consciously working with my dreams and understanding them more fully. And it's like building a relationship as you would with a person, you know, you have to put in some effort and you have to communicate with your guides as to what's working, what's not working, but setting a bit of a dreaming ritual I think could be helpful. So just a little dreaming ritual before you go to bed. And it could be, it could include your existing bedtime routine, but you're doing that with the intention of, you know, I'm preparing like my body for rest so I can go into the dream world and connect with my spirit guides consciously and asking to remember your dreams, setting an intention to remember your dreams can be helpful. But then it is important to have that journal next to you so you can record your dreams down and you have to have that, um, like conscious practice in this world to help assist you in the other world. And it's almost like you you have to be the one to open the door and be mm. like, yes, I want to start doing this. Yes. I want to start working with my dreams and have patience because it, it does take time. Yeah. <laughs> and some people don't dream every night and, and like, it's easy to get frustrated. So I always recommend to stay in a joyful curiosity state and be curious about your dreams and approach them with that 
energy because if you don't, it is really easy for dreams to shut down. Mm-hmm. And so I think those are my top tips. Yeah, they're great tips. I notice, yeah, when I am like, oh, I want to get lucid, I want to get lucid, I just won't. Um, but if I'm just like thinking like, oh, you never know what's around the corner, like a gift can just be plonked in your lap at any point and not to worry about it. And then usually that will be the time that I have like the most lucid dreams and the and these huge messages come through is when I just think about it in a really lighthearted way. And just like, mm-hmm. it'll come to me when the time's right. And like you said, doing the practices and being aware and yeah, definitely great. Yeah. What if people are scared to hear what their dreams have to say? Well, I think typically if people are scared, they probably just won't ask you what their dream means because in- intuitively mm-hmm. they know what it is. So I haven't, I haven't really had people come across my work and, and have that fear come up. Cause they just won't, they just won't ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically when I'm doing a dream interpretation or working with a client and say something comes up that is a hard message to share, I always do my best to obviously approach it like sensitively, but typically when I, when I work with people, I try and connect people with their intuition on their, like, so they, and they can be empowered and understand the messages themselves. So I don't usually come out and say, well, this is exactly what your dream means because I get intuitive insights around what the dream means, but that doesn't mean that I know what the dream means. Mm -hmm. So it gives, I use my intuitive insights to help guide the conversation and ask questions to have the client have their own aha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And deep down, they, they probably already know the answer anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes our ego gets in the way. Yeah. 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 Typically they do know the answer. And then oftentimes they actually feel good even if yeah. it's maybe a hard message, because then they're, they're just like, okay, that's what I knew. I can trust my intuition. My mm. intuition is working mm-hmm. and I know what I need to do. Yeah, so it getting... kind of, it, it gives them the clarity that they need. Yeah. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was just about to say. The clarity, um, mm-hmm. the clarity and the confirmation from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. So in Australia, the dream time used to be absolutely massive. And for some people of the Aboriginal and Indigenous cultures, it still really is. But for the rest of us, it's not really paid attention to. And that's what I'm trying to shine the light on. And I'm trying to, <laughs> my partner laughs at me, raise awareness about dreaming. Um, <laughs> how do you see the field of dream work kind of evolving in the future? I'm with you. (laughs) You know, I want to be a catalyst to bring people back to the magic of dream work and true dream work. What, what it really is, how we can really connect in with our dreams and what our dreams truly are and how our dreams are portals to our infinite selves. And when we can tap into our infinite selves, we can tap into the wisdom that 
our souls have and the universe has. And when we can consciously do that, it can be empowering. And I have seen my life transform so much. My students' lives transform so much. And I want to, like, I want to say I would love to see other people have that same experience. Um, of course, I don't have a crystal ball to know that, but that's what I would like to see or where I would like to see the evolution of dream work go is where people recognize it as a way to connect in with themselves in a deeper way, a way to heal traumas, like a tool. Like I really see dreams as a tool for spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. And so I want to teach others how to use it how to use dreams as a tool for spiritual awakening, because my whole thing is about serving others so they can align more fully with their highest self or their deep self and create their life and live their life from that place. Because I think the more people that are aligned to their higher selves and living from that place, the more peaceful and joyful and um, graceful life would be on this, on this planet and and harmonious life would be on this planet. So that is like my big wish for the evolution of how dream work could contribute to that and where it could go. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you. It's like, I know how much my life has changed since working with my dreams and how much more of me I have to give to the world in a positive way now than I did previously. I didn't have space to help other people because I was twisted up in knots and confused Mm -hmm. and, you know, working nine to five and slaving away, doing things I didn't really want to do and doing things for other people that I didn't really want to do. And since connecting with my dreams, I've been able to see why I'm here, why I'm on this earth and how I can help others. And because I've used them to heal myself, I can now help heal others using them as well and I just think yeah if everyone learned to remember their dreams and understand them and figure out how to use them like in a way that people use meditation and they use yoga it's like Mm -hmm. use your dreams and yeah the world would be such a better place Yeah. yeah yeah I agree I agree. And I mean, at the same time, not everybody is drawn to dream work. And so I think ultimately, you know, I want to help those people who are drawn to dream work, but the overall messaging and what I'm saying is, you know, for anybody to tune into what their heart is calling them towards, like what intuitive practice works for them. You know, I'm not a clairvoyant for example. And there's some clairvoyants who could use that gift for themselves and to help others to do this exact same thing. Well, that's the thing is that I think, um, like, you know how basically everyone dreams, sometimes they just don't remember them. I feel like our dreams Mm -hmm. would lead you to tell you what your other gifts are. Like one of my dream clients had no idea and she's just you know been having nightmares and things and we've worked through the nightmares now that she doesn't get them anymore and now she's having the calling dreams telling her what she should be doing and her dreams have told mm-hmm. her to go to reiki you mm-hmm. know so i'm not saying that everyone needs to be like a dream worker um i mean yeah. personally work with your dreams so that you can find what your gift is or what your modality is that you should be going towards yeah, yeah but exactly. they just it's sort of like 
there's just such a bigger part of ourselves and dreams really shine the light on the stuff that we don't see that we need to see for ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I do think that anybody who remembers their dreams has the ability to work with their dreams. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just learning about understanding understanding Mm -hmm. it all and understanding yourself yeah so you talk about guides and spirit guides and things like that how does someone find or figure out who their guides are or how do you connect with them so I first I've, I've done two ways I've done it through dreams and then I've also done it through meditation so I've done meditation specifically where I called in my guides and I felt them, you know, kind of circle around me and like one by one, I was like, introduce yourself to me. So people could do that, give that a try. And then you could also do the same in the dream world. So oftentimes if I'm lucid, I will be like, okay, guides, (laughs) let's, (laughs) let's chat, (laughs) you know? So I've done things like that. Um, and The other thing that I want to say about that too, is it's important to be open to how guides want to present themselves to you. They're not necessarily going to take on a physical form. They might like each of my guides feel different. So some have a feeling and I have like a sensation. Others are like a light others. I might just hear them. Um, one has taken a physical form, but I know that's not their form. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes they might come as like a scent, Mm. you know, or the, the energy of the dream might have a certain feeling to it. So it's natural for us to try and put them in a box and expect them to present themselves in a specific way. So I would just say to anybody, um, just be open to how they want to show up to you. And those are the two ways that I've done it. Mm, That is really interesting. That is so cool. Yeah. I suppose even like thinking of guides, I would be like picturing like, like an, like a person, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I picture like, you know, some godlike figure or some fairy or you know something like that but it's not always going to be that way and I've actually heard that they shape shift into things like someone's asked to meet their guide and turned around and it's been a clown um (laughs) because they're just like trying to make them be more lighthearted and joyful and like play games with them and things like that and that they can change into anything to kind of help you shift into where you well to guide you into where you should be. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I'll add to that is that I'm sure you've noticed that in the dream world, your senses are different. And even as humans, like the, the color spectrum that we can see is quite limited. And so sometimes we can't see our guides because they are on like a different color spectrum or different, different frequent frequency, or our rational mind doesn't register it. So I've had that before where like, it just can't funnel into my brain. (laughs) 
the information that I'm receiving in a very, uh, what's the words, but like in a very cohesive way. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it will, that's why I say, you know, it might just be a scent or it might be, um, like an energy or like, I've had dreams where everything will just like, when I'll connect in with my guides, everything will just like black out because like it's, it's too bright. Their, their beings are too bright and I can't, my human mind can't process it, Mm -hmm. but I can hear them, you know, and I can sense them all around. So that's something to kind of consider too. Mm, Yeah. And then the whole clown thing, the clown thing makes sense because they may have been in a form where that person's mind just can't comprehend. Like I've had alien dreams, for example, you know, and sometimes the aliens will, I know that that's not how they look, but it's like the best that my brain can do to process what they look like. And so maybe that's why like a clown kind of appeared because yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so fascinating. Yeah, it is. Um, can I ask you, what's one of your, fa- your, sorry, what's one of your favorite dreams that you've ever had? Would you be happy to share that with us? Oh, just man. for entertainment purposes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think right now. I think my favorite, I'll tell my favorite types of dreams. My mm-hmm. favorite types of dreams are when I have different dreaming teachers come to me in the dream world and they, they, I get taught in a number of different ways, but sometimes they'll teach me these, it's almost like puzzles and like dimensional shifting. And so I have to go through uh, it's breaking up. It's like, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. That's better. Sorry. You started um, explaining it and then it just kind of went like, ah, 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 and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> and then it just froze. I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what? I was like, okay, my guides don't want me to talk about that. <laughs> I was actually thinking the same thing. I was like, Oh, maybe we're not meant to. Yeah. So we won't share that. That's okay. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Holly, for coming on. That was absolutely mind boggling, heartwarming, <laughs> soul <Aww>. exciting. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so great to finally connect with you in person through Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for anyone who's wanting to know more about Dream Oracle Holly in the show notes, I'll put all of her links so that you can click, follow, like, subscribe, check out her podcast as well. Um, and any questions, um, feel free to send them through to either of us. Great. Thanks Holly. Thank you so much. Thanks. Have a great day and happy dreaming. (laughs) 